What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, GP. How are we doing this morning? Good morning. Alive and well. How about you? <laughs> yeah. You beat him to it. You beat him to it. Yeah. Uh, nice to know that you're the healthy and alive one, GP. Yes, yes. Okay. Sore. Let's get into the... Let, you're good. sore. Going on. Is it still? Is it the shoulder thing? Put in again? too many miles yesterday. No, no, too many miles in yesterday. Uh-huh. Put too much pressure. I, I added some weight, so I I, uh, I was packing around uh, uh, forty seven pounds, and uh, I put a little. That was a little too much weight. I, I definitely shouldn't have gone up that high. So I've got a little ankle pressure issues. Okay, yeah, I can understand. All right, uh, let's get into the craziness that is Elon Musk. All right, Bruce, what do you have? Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, the I don't know. Uh, do you want the the relative good news first? Um, Let's start with they, the good news. Yeah. All right. So the relative good news is, uh, relatively speaking, they did another launch. Yeah. Uh, one of their, um, uh, let's see, this Starship. This one was specifically serial number nine, SN9. Mm-hmm. Uh, same uh, issue they had back in December. Uh, the engines didn't refire for landing. So it it had a nice fiery landing. It looks like one of the engines fired, but the other two did not. You know, it looks like fuel mix is wrong or overheating or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not a scientist, but it's another opportunity for for data uh, gathering. Um, but the bad news, uh, the DOJ is targeting Elon Musk and SpaceX because they uh, apparently there was a individual that sought to... Um, fill a position. Uh, let's see, it was the uh, technology strategy associate at SpaceX. And uh-huh. uh, SpaceX uh, ended up not hiring him. And according to the DOJ attorney, the only reason that he was not hired was because the person was not a US citizen or lawful permanent resident. So that means they were here on a visa. So I don't know. I, I mean, if you're you have a, a company like SpaceX and uh, you're looking to fill a position long term, uh, I I don't think you really want to hire someone that's here on a visa when you need them there in person. It kind of doesn't really seem like good business practice. But anyway, they're using this to uh, do an investigation into Musk's business. To basically, they're citing. Um, a article 1324b of um us code or whatever uh basically they're saying it prohibits you from not hiring someone solely based on their nationality or immigrant status so Um, we're we're now using the power of the state to tell businesses who they can and cannot hire yeah yeah i mean this is technically that's been in place since the 1960s I believe 65, it was part of the whole um, affirmative action stuff. You know, it happened during that time period. But my understanding of this is, number one, uh, Musk is uh, red-pilled, right? He's not exactly on board with the whole left agenda, first of all. No, Second of all... And the Davos um, group, he's not on board with that. Yeah. 
Though he is a climate change guy, but he is. Second of but all, he he also needs to say that to get funding. <laughs> so well, yeah, he, that's and but, and on top of that, did you see what happened to Tesla stock after Biden announced that all their government vehicles were going to go electric? I imagine it skyrocketed. It skyrocketed. It went from like one hundred and eighty something a share up to like three whatever no you know three hundred and something. And who do you think bought a whole boatload of stock in Tesla before that was announced? Just mm. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, just take a guess. Administration, I would imagine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. It was. Um. Well, it was Nancy Pelosi's husband. Yeah. He, oh. he just he just oh. happened to buy all that stock in Tesla. Oh. Just yeah. a, a whole mess of it. Millions and you millions know, of dollars of stock just before that was announced. I don't think the government's going to do a, a contract with Tesla for those vehicles. I think it's going to be Ford. Okay. All right. Personally. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, that's well, they have a co- they've got a contract with GM now. So, G- I mean, GM does their stuff. Could GM. Yeah, could be GM as well. So, honestly... This whole investigation that they're doing uh, into SpaceX, there's there's another side note of this. Rockets are uh, part of a regulated um, munition, if you will. They can be easily converted into weapons. And you cannot have foreign nationals in um, basically leadership roles to see the data that would have access to the data of those devices. So hiring this... Um, non-permanent resident nor a citizen of the United States into that position is technically a breach of national security. So technically, legally, he can't hire them. Uh, GP? Yes. Okay. As a, as a small business guy, uh, what, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on the government telling people, at, like directing small businesses onto who they can and can't hire? Uh, <laughs> What's well, a legit I, question. You know, I love nothing more than the government telling me how, where I can do my business, how I can do my business, what hours I could do my business, how much I have to pay them in order to do business. I love it. That is like the best thing about being here is having to pay the government in order to have a business and letting them tell me what to do because this is a free country. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, because this is a free country. Yeah. You know, love I've it. hired people. I've fired people. You've hired people. You fired people. And I've Watch. always hired and fired based on merit and based on performance. It's always been like that. Old, young, white, black, male, female, trans, doesn't matter. I don't care. Right? doesn't matter. Can you do the job? Can you do it effectively? And have you made a mistake that would violate company policy that would cause me to terminate your position within that company. It's always been that with me. So where do these jokers get off telling people that now they have to hire people based on whatever guidelines they lay out, as opposed to you making the right call and doing what's right for your business? I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, that's my stance on it. It's just that these people have no right to do that. None. Zero. They have no right to tell you to close your business and they're doing it. Which, by the way, we're going to lead today with businesses, so we'll talk about that later on. But uh, anyway, all right. So the new Starship launch that had, since we're talking about Musk, that you said it had a little bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. One of the engines, actually, two of the engines, I think, two of the three failed to uh, refire during um, during the landing procedure, and uh, it, it kind of well, the the ground hit it pretty hard. When it came down, <laughs> the ground hit it pretty hard. Yeah. 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 The ground hit it. See, yeah, it was stationary and we just kind of, you know, impact. No, um, it hit the ground pretty hard and blew up again. Just like just like what happened last time. Really similar. The The difference is, is I haven't seen footage uh, on the inside to see what exactly the failure was like we did on the, the one from December. 
but I imagine it's it's probably something on the lines of something. It looked like it got too hot or something, you know, because it last time it looked like a fuel line ruptured, uh, which caused the mix to be, um, you know, the fuel air mix to to be inadequate. It wasn't right. the The flame was really green, suggesting there wasn't enough oxygen. Wouldn't allow it to refire, thus impacting the ground too hard. And I imagine that's probably similar to what happened this time. In all fairness, I mean, I saw the video of it coming down. It does the pitch correctly. So it looks like it's ready to to land upright. So, I mean, they're getting closer. They're getting closer. And to be fair, GP, I mean, I know we talk about space cockroaches. At least Elon is making this stuff to where it's reusable so there's less mm-hmm. space trash. I mean, you got to give him that. Yeah. And the fuel they're using is uh, when you burn it, it turns into water. So there's that as well. We still have a lot of things that we can fix here. On yeah, this planet. I agree. I'm just I saying, agree. I don't know. I agree. I agree. The SpaceX prototype Starship SN9 exploded after crashing down on its landing pad during a high altitude test uh, in southern Texas on Tuesday. So let me see. It was it was uh, they set it off powered by three Raptor engines before they shut off uh, sequentially at the height of 10 kilometers. So it's about a little over five miles or no, a little under five miles. Sorry. Starship was then due to land back down under active aerodynamic control before the engines powered back on to flip it into a vertical position for a touchdown while the spacecraft appeared to reach altitude without a hitch, which last time. So they they must have fixed that problem because the last time we saw the problems start to occur with a camera shot as it was ascending. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that that's where you could see like the fuel lines, you could see the rupture. I mean, you could see like the, the uh, some of the hardware was coming like disconnected and, and things like that. So it seems like they've sorted that problem out, but now they need to work on the fine tuning of the landing. So I, I mean, if they can get it right with Falcon 9, then it stands to reason using the same technology and the same type of procedures, they can fine tune it with this thing. But this is a prototype. This isn't the size of the final product is that correct this is only like a third of the size so this is the full size of the the actual capsule where the people will sit this is this is essentially um like the 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 tip of the rocket that you would see that's all that, this that, is this thing's that's massive all this is. yeah that, that's just the tip of the rocket the remaining two-thirds of it will be thrusters this is just the re-entry basically they're getting the re-entry down pat uh so that you know and then work on the, isn't the that, other. Isn't that a bit like it. building the wagon before you get the horse? I mean, isn't that isn't that kind of what well, it is here? Uh, not necessarily, because the the boosters, if they can get basically the starship itself, right, the the crew compartment is really the, the more complicated part uh, in, in this whole thing. And honestly, it's the one that you want to have the most fail safes in place, if you will. Whereas the the engines, uh, if I if I'm remembering correctly, there's going to be 27 or 30 um, engines on this thing. Three of which are on the um, they're currently testing with the the capsule itself. So the rest are going to be on the the booster. So we'll we'll you know see what we'll see what they have planned there. But I would imagine the the main problem in all of this is probably going to be heat. Uh, it, I also read that the first commercial crew is coming up for SpaceX launch. Is it this month or is it no, no April? Is is it April? They're doing they're doing just uh, they're just orbiting. I don't think they're going to be docking with ISS. That's a good question. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be in April. Uh, this mission will it will go to the uh, International Space Station. Oh, they will. Uh, okay, so what yeah. what is their goal then? So I, they, they said this is the first commercial crew. What, what does that mean? Uh, well, this one is going to be the second commercial crew. 
Okay. Uh, well, it says, okay, it this, this, is how, this is how it's worded. It's the second operational SpaceX commercial crew mission. Technically, the first one was with Bob. Was it Bob and Doug? Bob and Doug, yeah. Yeah. So that was technically the first one. They did do some stuff up there. But this is going to be like an actual crew. And this crew is going to be uh, astronauts from Europe, Japan, and the US. So this is going oh, to be no, like a, a full. They just did another crew. They sent it up to like a full crew. They sent it up to the ISS. The one from Japan and, and the three Americans. You, you remember that? They sent a full crew. Hmm. Did they? I, I must be. Yeah. Totally they just did it a couple like, of months ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So this one will be, this one will be the replacement, it looks like. Oh, okay, so they're changing out personnel. Yeah, the the okay, four will replace Crew One astronauts who flew to the station in November, and that was the first operation. And blah blah blah, we'll return to the space station late April or early May, assuming Crew Two launches and schedule. So they're saying that the uh, NASA earlier announced the the launch wouldn't be it would not be any sooner than March thirtieth, but they've delayed it since then. It may even be later. Uh, they're saying so. It'll definitely depend on weather and whatnot, because that's when we start uh -huh. getting into some. At least around here, you start seeing like tornadoes and stuff. So you might start start seeing spring storms. That might be something they have to work around during that time period. All right, over to Virgin. Virgin Galactic is going to resume their Spaceship 2 test flights in mid-February. So here in a couple of weeks, they're going to get back to testing. They had a little bit of a technical problem. Virgin Galactic announced February 1st, so yesterday, that the company will launch its Spaceship 2 suborbital space plane in mid-February, two months after technical problem aborted an earlier launch attempt. In a statement, Virgin Galactic said the window for its next Spaceship 2 test flight will open up on February 13th at the Spaceport America in New Mexico. The exact date of the flight will depend on good weather conditions and technical readiness. So the powered flight will have two pilots on board, as well as research payloads for NASA's Flight Opportunities Program. The goal of the flight will be to exceed the altitude of 80 kilometers that Virgin Galactic uses as, a as the boundary of space. The first time that Spaceship 2 has done so since February 2019 flight, from the Mojave Air and Spaceport in California. So yeah, they were going to do this back in December, but they had some technical problems and they weren't able to do it. Uh, so they decided to put it off for a couple of months. But again, another one, right? That This is another company. So this is uh, the, I, I, well, I mean, he's not running it, but you know, he's involved. Uh, so Richard Branson, because he's the, you know, uh, CEO of Virgin. He's obviously, he's working on, he, one of the venture capitalists working on this. Jeff Bezos, of Amazon has blue, is it blue orbit, blue orbit, origin. Is that what it, blue origin. I, I, I could never figure out if it's origin or orbit, but he's got that one. Uh, so now he's looking to do this. But, you know, honestly, I think uh, he's canceled his ticket to space, to be honest. Uh, that's just my opinion. But he's looking to do that. Of course, Elon's already there. Uh, so, I mean, he's at the forefront of all of it. So uh, honestly, I mean, the rest of the, like these two other companies and I'm all for this, right? I'm all for the, you know, the private companies getting together and, and doing all this stuff. I, I'm all for it. But at the same time, it's like e Elon's really moving on this. He's, you know, SpaceX and, and all that. They're they're way out in front of all this stuff. They're the ones that have the partnerships that are there already uh, with NASA and all the rest of it. And they're now carrying astronauts from other countries these other ones though i'm all for it they're in testing okay great but they're way behind the ball on this so what i mean what, what do you think's taking them so long as a matter of fact i remember virgin 10 years ago saying that you know richard branson was talking 10 years ago that they were going to do this and they were setting up their spaceports in the deserts in the u.s 10 years ago 
So they were the first ones to be involved in this. I mean, this is long before Amazon even became a really big thing. No one had even heard of Elon Musk back then. So Branson was one of the first. Now he seems to be uh, one of the ones that are, you know, behind a little bit. But I mean, I understand he's got other projects going on. Musk had Tesla. And then, of course, he was, you know, he jumped right into SpaceX uh, and went on with that. So, I mean, he kind of had a, a little bit of a different aspect and focus and things like that. So I get it. But still, I think these other two companies are are kind of they're, they're they're slacking a little bit, don't you think? I do. Or at least uh, they're not as much of a go getter, if you will. They're they're not pushing as much as he is. I don't know. I don't know if it's because there there's um, red tape in the way or, you know, that kind of involvement, which is why Musk is being under investigation is because he doesn't he doesn't capitulate to the uh, establishment very well. In fact, the launch in December of uh, the Starship, uh, what was it, eight, seven, seven, eight, whatever, that actually wasn't approved by the government when, when they launched it. So, oh, you know, goodness. Oh, uh, the government didn't approve me to launch something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's likely this whole DOJ investigation, the investigation and everything is is a bunch of nonsense there. It looks like they could be trying to. Uh, uh, bring him, you know, put a leash on him, if you will. And if that's the case, then you'll start seeing things slow down. Space, getting to space will start slowing down if, if the government's able to do that. Yeah, because I mean, it's look, the, the people that are trying, to, the people in the name of progress are the ones that are doing it. Well, let me, let me put it this way. The ones that are doing it in the name of progress are the actual regressionists. Okay. Like the, these are the people that have held back the human race for the better part of 50 years. Okay. We should be like Musk talks about moon colonies, you know, space colonies. We, we should have already had that. that. That should have been a thing in the 80s. Like when I was a kid, that should have been there. But we've been dragging our feet because these uh, so-called elites that are not elites at all. They're just a bunch of hunchback losers. These are the ones that are actually holding humanity back. They're not advancing people in the name of science and experts and, and all this stuff. You know, Schwab and company, these people are talking about, oh, you're going to have flying cars. You're going to have these these utopian bubble cities and go to hell. Go, go to hell. How boring must that be? You know what? As a matter of fact, Klaus, how about this? How about we put them on a rocket and send them off to, say, Mars or something? Go start up there, right? Go start up there. We'll fix everything you've screwed up back here, right? We can do that because we're resilient. And you can go start something somewhere else. But see, now they don't want to do that. They just want to arrest everything back here and keep everybody living in squalor. And see, they want to control that. See, that's the thing right there. What Elon Musk represents, he's not going along with the program. As you said, he's red-pilled. He understands what's going on. He understands how these people operate. Now, he is a little cozy with Beijing, right? <laughs> There's no denying that. He's a little cozy with Beijing. But at the same time, the elites also know that once humans get a foothold into space and we start doing what Musk is talking about, 100 launches a day, they're not going to be able to stop it. They're not going to be able to stop us. So that that's the fight now. That's the fight for the future. Uh, and so that's what it is. But anyway, all right, let's shift up here. Let's move over to Bruce. You want to tell people, GP, one of you jump in here. Do you guys want to do either one of you want to tell people what a Karen is? So basically, a Karen is someone that nags when you aren't doing what they think you should be doing. So, for example, you go into a restaurant and let's say the pasta is a little overdone, right? It's not a little, you know, got that little bite to it, you know? Karen will 
find the manager, and she will then berate, nag, run her mouth, essentially, to this manager to try to get her way or get a free meal or basically it's the aggressive entitled. I see. Well, there's been an incident, right? There's been an incident at a, um, well, it was at an LA Lakers game. And uh, they're calling her a courtside Karen. Uh, She's been kicked out of an NBA game after LeBron James allegedly called her a bitch. I guess uh, she got into it there a little bit. A party of four was escorted out of an NBA game on Monday after getting into a heated argument with L.A. Lakers star LeBron James. According to Juliana Carlos, the trouble started when James looked at her husband during the game and started screaming obscenities at him. Basically, he started shouting profanity, you know, profane words and everything at him. I stood up and I said, don't effing talk to my husband. Talk to my husband one more time and I will F you up. That's what she said to LeBron in the middle of a game. And he started fighting with me and he says, shut your mouth, you dumb bitch. And I uh, and I said, you shut your effing mouth. bitch." <laughs> so, um, yeah, she was. Um, yeah, she. Uh, so LeBron James was asked about it. He said that uh, there was a back and forth between the two grown men and we said our piece. And, you know, he said he said his piece. I said mine. Uh, and then someone else jumped into it and said theirs. And he added, I don't think uh, that they should have been kicked out, but they were. He later put out a tweet uh, earlier this afternoon that said uh, courtside Karen was mad. So, yeah, that's I guess that's an example of courtside Karen. I I guess I, I don't know. Why did it start? Like what? I'm what, not sure. What was the trigger of all this? I, I'm not, not sure. His mask? I, I have no idea. I don't know if it was a mask thing. I don't know if it was a I mean, I'm looking at, at people here. It's like people sit in courtside. I mean, I see like the ushers wearing, you know, the seat usher, like he's wearing a mask. But I don't see any of the people that are sitting there wearing masks. So, I mean, it couldn't. Have, I don't know if it was a mask thing or, or what, but I don't see anybody in that section wearing one. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it could have been. More than likely, it was probably something the husband said. He triggered it. More than likely. Usually when there's a Karen incident, usually it's the Karen or the Karen's party that started the fight. Well, usually, yeah, but I mean, I've seen some of these where, like the uh, this uh, this woman, it's back during the you know before the uh, you know the Trump thing. They were having like Trump rallies and stuff all over the place, and there was a woman who was leaning out her car, you know, giving everybody middle fingers and all that stuff, you know, to people on the side. And as she's leaning out, she takes her foot off of the brake. And of course, anybody knows that drives an automatic car. As soon as you take your foot off the brake, the car starts rolling forward because it's in gear. And the car crashes into the one in front of her. And yeah, that's, I mean, that, so that's, that was, I guess that was an example of a Karen. I, I don't know. But um, yeah, that seems to be the, uh, the thing now is uh, these, these Karens. But anyway, all right. We are going to have to go. We're out of time this morning. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you for sitting down, GP. Thank you to all the listeners. And for all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.